Morrison. The at some point in the day show with Solo. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the show. I'm Solo, and for today's episode, I'm talking Xbox in four parts. So the first will be just recent announcements and what they have upcoming. Two will be just a quick glance at the tech that is going to be in the Xbox Series X. Three, games that are upcoming for said console. And four, my favorite part, the business strategy that Xbox is going to be sort of shooting for in the upcoming console battles uh, or next generation console battles. However, before I get into that, at People at Games is the handle, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. PLG.gg for men's and women's merchandise. And subscribe, I suppose, to this channel. Shout out to the homies who have. Joe, I see you. Delano, I see you. And without it doing much further, let's get it. Part one, upcoming. So today, just maybe an hour ago, Xbox made an announcement that they were going to be hosting every single month something called uh, Xbox 2020, which is just going to be releasing details on a monthly basis for the Xbox until it actually launches in the upcoming holiday season. It's taking a little bit from the Nintendo Direct, and it is just a way for them to continually stay in the news cycle and to keep releasing pieces of information for the fans and keep themselves as part of the conversation. Great marketing strategy. Uh, um, what I do want to mention is that this Thursday, May 7th, which I had said momentarily on the recap uh, last week that Xbox would be previewing gameplay for the console finally. It is actually going to be third-party games, so you can expect Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It is looking like, in addition to the announcement they made earlier, July is when they're looking to showcase some of their first-party titles, so I'm figuring Halo will see a June-July sort of gameplay reveal. And so, as to what they have upcoming, you know, now you can start following it as we start gearing up for the summer marketing cycle for the fall uh, to start just hearing next con- next generation console information nonstop. Uh, they have also mentioned that they don't expect an announce uh, a delay in the launch of the console. However, they do expect potential delays in the publishing of games. How that is going to sort of coincide with what they have, who knows, but we'll find out as time goes on. So now that we've taken care of that, part two, tech. So there's only two real things I want to mention, which are some of the features that have been touted thus far, not the speed, it's apparently twice as uh, fast in rendering because it's GPU is 12 teraflops instead of six, but two of the main pieces of uh, selling points that they have is one called smart delivery, which is going to be the ability if you bought a game because they're supporting xbox one games for about a year or two before they transition out and directly into the series x that means that you are going to be able to buy games for the xbox one what that will allow for you to do is then to get the xbox series x copy for free but at the moment it's only a first party uh xbox title um program and obviously CD Projekt Red, which has Cyberpunk 2077 coming out, said that they would partake as well, but it is up to the third-party publishers for uh, their own decision whether to keep uh, to give you the option to get a free copy of a newer one or have to pay something, whatever. 
The second thing is called Quick Resume, which if you own a Nintendo Switch, you already have, which is just no matter where you pause or wherever the game is, you can seamlessly sort of pick it up right from that spot. And it's like if you're playing on your TV and you take it out and now you have it in your hands, now that to me is Quick Resume. It's a seamless transition. For Xbox, it is going to be important because they are launching or trying to push something called the X Cloud, which I'm going to get into in the business strategy, which is just their cloud gaming service with the hopes that they can expand uh, where you can play your Xbox. And that quick resume feature then becomes sort of like a Netflix instead, where if you're watching something on your phone and then you go to watch it on your laptop, it's at the same position. Then you go to watch it on your TV. Just the seamlessness of multi-device interconnectivity is the goal. Uh, with quick resume and I'll get into why that's important <coughs> in part four now three games which obviously everyone cares about because I know the big argument in the PS5 and the Xbox Series X thus far has been look at how many GPUs or whatever the internal hardware mechanics are which obviously very important but Nintendo's just sort of posted on the side laughing with eight of the ten best-selling titles and a console that sold out in two continents and is just in utter demand. Why can they do that? Because they have the titles. So games, Xbox about maybe 2018 seeded the PS4 Xbox One war to PlayStation. They were like, okay, we're just gonna start buying a bunch of publishers and studios and we're going to start developing our own first party games and we're going to come back in the next generation and so you take this and we're gonna spend some time. I'm not gonna go through all the, the publishers and studios that were bought, but now I'm going to give you just a little preview of the games to expect on the Xbox Series X in its early years or early year um, at the moment. Again, like I said, these are all subject to the delays that are potentially going to be happening because of the shits happening in the world. However, Halo Infinite, obviously big Halo bowl here. Still think it's going to fill the sort of Fortnite void and just be gigantic, especially if Xbox is able to get the X Cloud as widely available as they wanted to, coinciding with the release of the Scarlet, which is the name of the upcoming, or what's the code name for the project, but I just prefer to call it the Scarlet instead of the Series X. Sounds like a cooler name. Cyberpunk 2077, but that's coming out in multiple systems. Watchdog Legions. Uh, Fable, which potentially has a new title coming out. That's a rumored one. That's not confirmed. Gods and Monsters, which is a new title from Ubisoft. Elder Scrolls 6, Hellblade 2, GTA 6. Whole bunch of titles. Obviously, you can argue that they are on both PlayStation 5 and Xbox as well. So, you know, having these titles isn't the same as having your exclusives. Halo being the, probably the launch title runner. Uh, but Halo is big enough, and if it's good enough, it will sell enough consoles for them. Um, and now, why does their console sales not matter? Now we're my favorite part for business strategy. I've been pushing this concept for a long, long time in conversations on this show with probably no one but to myself. However, I've been right all along. So more or less, let's talk quickly about what success will mean and what their business strategy is now. Phil Spencer, who is the head of the Xbox team, has mentioned that he no longer believes that Microsoft is in competition with PlayStation and Nintendo and instead is looking to compete with Amazon and Google. 
quite a statement, but now if you look at what they've done with the Game Pass, you'll start seeing a better idea. So they bundled up the Xbox Live and the Game Pass more or less as a singular online experience. That is basically a full library of games that is like a Netflix. Those are basically a Netflix subscription. It's the first version of what a good uh, gaming rental catalog would be. The, cat the rental price is the monthly that you're paying for the live access as well. So bundling that in together is smart. Now, by doing what they have in the bank is twofold. So now you have your subscription model and you have a large library of games that can continually add in new games like GTA, I mean, GTA 5's in there and Bleeding Edge. And there's a whole bunch of really great games that aren't just sort of throwaways. So now you have this. Now you have, now you launch the xCloud, which is a cloud gaming service out to the general public. That means you can play your Xbox games on any single device. So now NVIDIA GeForce, which is an amazing piece of technology that allowed you to play cloud games, didn't have the leverage Microsoft did to be able to launch this because they didn't have the library. But now if you're Microsoft and you can get on and you can play Halo on your phone or your laptop or your computer or your TV or your console, that very much changes the dynamic of what the focus of your sales is. So if you have a subscription model and you have the ability to have anyone play anywhere, the goal then becomes to widen the base as much as you can because Nintendo has a huge base of gamers. That's why they're able to sell so much. Now, PlayStation and the Sony community has a dedicated fan base and the quality of their, of their titles. Xbox is now going to mimic a little bit of both by having the first per party titles, but making the accessibility the sort of primary runner. Now, ideally for them, it is going to be reinforced where they, uh, you know, have that number, which is a subscription number, drive their revenue and services, which content uh, and services was up 30% over their Q3 numbers because hardware sales then become secondary. If you're a console maker, if you're not aware, you don't make a lot of money on the actual hardware. So for the amount of consoles they sell, that can be secondary as long as more people keep subscribing by giving the Xbox One a two year life on top of the release of the Xbox Series X, they can transition people in. So then they can just focus on their peripheries and accessories as sales, even if they don't end up selling the most consoles, if they keep just selling the subscriptions and the xCloud, along with their accessories, they'll probably multiply what they would have from a direct focus on hardware sales. Fiend, that's what I got. Um, I think that makes sense. It's just sort of a, an expand and widen model because customer acquisition is really the basis. So with all these new gamers, Xbox is gonna start grabbing some of them with this sort of model because um, it's convenient, it's easy. Control, uh, controllers are customizable. So uh, Xbox, I'm, I'm betting pretty heavily on going into the next gen. Um, and that's about, eh, that's about it. I think Halo will be a big game if they don't fuck it up. And we worked myself, so shout out, shout out, homies. Um, that's about all I have. I hope you enjoyed. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with a more interesting and fun episode, the Fire Emblem review, which I played recently and just really loved. And um, again, thank you for listening. I mentioned social in the beginning. I'm not gonna run that shit back. So keep listening, subscribe, like, etc. Whatever I'm supposed to say here. You know how I get out of here. Bean. Peace. Peace.